Bueller, 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 Bueller. Wake up! Good morning! Terry Wilson, he's gonna throw! Conrad! Touchdown, Kentucky! Touchdown, Kentucky! <laughs> Victory, Kentucky! Like, give your fans what they want, you dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. They Rubbish! There's buggers over here. Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! Aaron Harrison beyond belief. We did it. We beat those British We bastards. beat the British. Suck it, Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeed. Just wow. Like, that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable, what an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun, play fake, step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20, 10, 5, touchdown, Kentucky. Jesus, Rash, get it together. Yeah, it's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Everybody, happy Wednesday to you. Wacky Wednesday edition of Kentucky Roll Call here on oh, Big okay. Sports Radio. 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen on your Wednesday morning. Should be another beautiful day, I believe, but we'd have to throw it over to Chief Meteorologist Scooter Dingus for the full update there. But I hope everybody had a great Tuesday. I am afraid... I have pink eye. Oh, no. Do, do, do. TJ. One thing what, what? I do know is that my sweet little baby daughter definitely has pink eye. There, there's no question about that one. She's got the pink eye. I woke up in the middle of night, Roush, and I was like, am I overthinking it, or is my wa- eye, like, extra watery? Like, it just seems a little watery. And I woke up. I had a horrible night's sleep. Woke up again. And I was like, okay, it feel like it could be maybe just an eye booger, but it feels like a tiny bit crusty. I must be getting this thing. I did a great job to wash my hands and be careful with all that stuff. I know it's pretty contagious. Uh, I, w- I wake up this morning and it feels similar to how I did last time I woke up in the middle of the night. Like it just feels like you kind of have an eye booger on like the corner of your eye. I'm not going to touch it or I'm not going to scratch it. I've put in some eye drops and I'm probably going to put a warm compress on it. It look, it does not look like anything, which makes me worry hmm. that it hasn't really even fully hit me yet. My face looks as beautiful and perfect as ever, Roush. So that's the good uh, news. The bad uh, news is, though, I feel like so. it's, it's creeping and it's coming on, and I don't, I don't like it one bit. This is a very busy week. Daughter's been home yesterday. going to be home again at least today and probably tomorrow. So not good, not 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 good over here in the Walker household. But I, positive see, spirits and good attitudes. I have um, I have a bone to pick with you though. I I'm not a scientist. I know a scientist or two or three, um, but I, adults can't get pink eye, TJ. So I think you're just being a baby. Uh, the old farting in the pillow prank really has come back to bite me this time, hasn't it, Scoots? They really really got him, didn't it? <laughs> Is that what they Scoots, say? Good morning. Morning. How's it going? You, you said it was going to be a beautiful day. I'll tell you one thing. Beautiful sunrise. Holy smokes. It was nice yeah. driving in this morning. 
Good. I'm glad. I'm glad you enjoyed it. I got to drive around in the Indiana, Southern Indiana countryside yesterday. Yeah, how'd that treat a you? Good, a good chunk of the morning, and, and I had to go to like rural Kentucky too. I was all over the place yesterday, down in Nelson County and Cox's Creek, and uh, made my way up to Taylorsville, and then back to Louisville via that route. It is like I. I it is wild how much prettier Kentucky is than Indiana. And that's mm-hmm. not a Kentuckian bias sort of deal. I actually think there's parts of Indiana that I find very pretty. And driving through the rural parts, I was like, yes. I mean, Indiana as a whole, not one of the more beautiful states in the country, but it probably does get a little bit of a bad rap. Roush went vacationing to scenic mm-hmm. in northern Indiana. True. Uh, again, you, you find some nice farms. And there's I get it. There's some forests. And drive to Bloomington's pretty as well. But it is just so freaking flat where you'll just get anywhere really in Kentucky unless you get to the western part of the state. And there really are. They're just rolling hills. And it's pretty. And uh, well, it's, it's a not- change of scenery is the biggest thing where like, some of these Midwestern um places like where my wife's from it's just wide open farmland and there's not really anything to look at while you're driving through it and like even just the wide open farmland can be pretty in its own right if it's a nice day and the sun's hitting the fields the right way and whatnot and i was driving in the morning so it was pretty but holy smokes it's just so flat scoots it's a real shame the glaciers decided to extend down to the ohio river well you just your issue is and always has been you just go to the wrong parts of indiana you don't you don't go to the hilly parts of any there's all kinds of hills been, in indiana unfortunately i hate to say it but i've been all over your entire state i've seen pretty parts i'm not saying they don't exist hmm. i mean knobs I mean, if if you go, if you go close to like Huber's, it is super hilly out there. Go out to French Lick, super hilly out there. Uh, Even towards like Caesars, the casino, you, it, it gets hilly out that way. Again, I I realize there are hills in Indiana. I'm not, I'm not to say that there is not. We just don't have, we just don't have a mountain range going through our state. You all have the historic Paley Peaks. I think it's one of the hottest spots (laughs) in all of Indiana. There's no way that's true. You can get up to the top of that bad boy and you can see downtown Indy and you can see <laughs> Zionsville and you can see all the great spots. Zionsville. <laughs> what, what, what if you could? What if at the top of Paley Peaks you could just see all of Indiana? It was like the Lion King. I, I just love how you put all the great parts of Indiana in there and you say Zionsville. <laughs> Zionsville is one of the nicest neighborhoods that's in great. Indiana. Shout out to Carmel as well. Carmel's different. I guess Zionsville is pretty nice. They've got an amphitheater there. They have they concerts do. all the yeah, time. They do. It's very nice. And the Abraham Lincoln stopped and gave a speech there one time. So suck it, buddy. Oh, wow. Now it's my new favorite city in Indiana. Thanks for the history lesson. You can't, yeah, you can't wait to get there. I, <laughs> I love your random Abe Lincoln trivia because it makes me <laughs> not only just like Abe Lincoln, but other historical stuff because I, you know, that's that's where you and I share a lot of our similarities. We, we both are, love history. I need I need to to listen to whatever podcast you're getting all these facts from. Oh, I'm a big I'm a big history podcast guy. I'll be happy to send over recommendations. I'll, I'll give this one out for free. The American Revolution podcast, and I think you go to like, well, I've got it pulled up. I, some they have it in writing with like pictures and links, and you can you know if if something oh. interests you, you can like read more about it. And they've got journal entries and all this other cool stuff. 
but they also have it a podcast where you can just listen to it as well, which supposedly my brother's telling me Bill Maher does, where like you can listen to his show. It's a show in its entirety, but it's just in podcast form. I was like, oh, that's a, not, a, not a bad idea. I'm sure a lot of places probably do that, and I was just too P- dumb to realize. PTI it. does that, yeah. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. All right, it's blog.amrevpodcast.com. Really rolls off the tongue. Easy to remember. <laughs> blog.amrevpodcast.com, like and it goes in chronological order. I, I've never seen like a historic work that is more thorough or detailed, starting from the very most boring parts of the American Revolution, which go back to the French and Indian War days. And then he's still going, and we're in the year like 1780, so he's not even done with his oh, work wow. yet. But it is so detailed, Roush. I just, it, it, it's wild. And Scoots, if we said yesterday was the anniversary of Paul Revere's Midnight Ride, what does that make today? Uh, the middle of Paul Revere's ride, right? No, Scoots. Nailed it. Nailed it. It wasn't. Right. It wasn't like three days. Well, no. You know what? No, that was that was Jesus coming back from the dead. Oh, I got my historical <laughs> facts mixed up. My bad. I mean, but you you know what happens at the end of Paul Revere's right? Right. Um. Not <laughs> not the particulars. No. Well, what what did Paul Revere do on his ride? He said the British are coming. He was he was warning them that 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 they were going to. So if he's telling the British are coming, then what's going to happen next? He dies. Scoots. Holy smokes, buddy. I have they no died. idea. I have no it's idea. A war. Oh, okay. The shot heard around the world. So but- basically, the British had heard that like America is loading up. And this, well, we need to squash this before it turns into something serious. So they were going to head out to the arsenals and the, the gun where all the guns were and the weapons and the bullets and stuff like that in Lexington and Concord is where they had some storage houses outside of Boston. So once they started their march out there, that's when Paul Revere and others were like, Hey, we got to give them a heads up. Let's get them ready to go. So they go there. Today is the anniversary of the first, the first fight of the American revolution, the battles of Lexington and Concord, which the British were able, if I remember correctly to destroy what they needed to destroy, but then on the way back to Boston just got annihilated by, like, guerrilla warfare. And these Patriot militiamen were just coming out and firing left and right. And then that's when the British got back to Boston, and they were like, okay, well, the war is on. And that's when the American, the, the Americans, if you will, they weren't called Americans then, that's the siege of Boston. They surrounded the city, and they were like, all right, well, it is on, and it really was on like Donkey Kong. And not too long from now will be the Battle of Bunker Hill, which was mm. when the British were like, we need to get out of this city. We're going to starve and die because it's really dirty and everybody's pooping everywhere. So great historical fact. Today, the Battle yep. of Lexington and Concord in 1775, the start of the American Revolution. And we'll leave history in the dust, at least American history. And we'll talk more sports. There's a lot to get to today, Roush. I talked a lot about my pink eye. Uh, yep. How was your Tuesday? What's new with you? What well, did you have going on yesterday? I am going to share quickly uh, one that I'm going to dive into. I don't know if it's good or not, but the Avett Brothers, I'm big fans of their music. And um, Bob Crawford is their bassist, and he made a John Quincy Adams podcast with, um, I think it's with iHeart. It's six episodes about JQA. In. So, in. If it's anything like the HBO show, in. Uh, well, that was regular John Adams, right? Oh, this is this is the Q. This is this the is the, the the Q. Yeah, wow. yeah. So, and additionally, um, do, do you know the one fun fact about JQA that makes him unlike any other president in history? After his presidency, he served afterwards. Yeah, I do yeah. know that. Uh, very so, very cool. You wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't suspect presidents these days of doing that. Would you, Roush? 
No, no, not at all. Well, I'm and not also stepping down and being a senator and being like, you know, I just want to help, and I can't be to work. anymore. So I'm just ready to go help <laughs> wherever I can. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. I, I one time uh, asked a stupid question in a history class. I was like, "Yeah, John Quincy Adams. There's Quincy, Massachusetts. Was that the first city named after a president?" And my teacher was like, "Not a bad question, but did you know Washington? Where the, well, yeah, they were like, well, did you know Washington? The, the Washington." And I was like, uh, oh, and me arguing because I like to argue. I was like, but they named that like before he was president. Like, and he was like, okay, uh, I don't know. And I was like, ah, gotcha. And in reality, I was like, I'm the biggest idiot in the class. I really should have paid more attention to history class. You know, the funny thing is my two history teachers in high school were my favorite teachers, and I'm still just so ignorant about all this stuff. You were too busy just chumming it up with the teachers. With the, More like with the ladies. Hey, oh. My favorite teacher is an English teacher, and I can hardly read some big words. So, like, <laughs> you know, Scooter, you may be on the, you may be on the. Because it checks there. out, yeah. Yeah, Roush's favorite teacher was his barber. <laughs> no, no, no. He suck it, buddy. Yeah, Thank you, you just take out your suck it. Just gotta it. get the jokes in while I can. I was just but, hoping to make it to thirty with my hair, and I did yeah, it. So I'm just did borrowed, borrowed yeah. time at this point. Um, but the name of that is, if you want to check it out, Founding Son. So I think that's going to be on my to-listen list. But, man, what, what a good history lesson in the morning. Maybe uh, maybe we can get trivia back in action tomorrow? Yeah, I'm going to monitor this pink stink eye, but I definitely want to get the trivia back. And potentially we could even do it, even, yeah, if, we, uh, even if we're doing it remotely. But, yeah. yeah, absolutely. That would be a lot of fun. Everybody likes trivia. I've been wanting to do a segment. I haven't talked to him about this yet. I want, and it's just kind of hard because one, we do the show starting at seven in the morning, and two, we just sometimes we are in, sometimes we aren't in. It doesn't really matter for the phone lines. But I, I would someday like to get like a, a little five minute Corey Price segment where he just tells us like a UK history fact. Oh man, doesn't, doesn't even have to be like relevant to what we're talking about or what's going on in the news. But he just comes on. And he's like, today in UK baseball history. Oh man, yeah, yeah. So and so hit four home runs, and the Batcats won eighteen to two, and it would be a lot of fun. Who was the great UK the the pitcher batter they had from several years back, about ten years a- ago? AJ Reed. AJ Reed, that dude yeah. was fun to watch. UK baseball. I mean, I'm sure other programs <laughs> probably had more, but they have had some really entertaining players to watch sean jelly of course sean jelly was uh i mean just Must having a 611 guy at the pitcher's mound it's so intimidating right i mean that that pitching staff was pretty sick and now of course i can't remember any of the other names basketball and stupid uh american it's not stupid american history but american history takes up all the space in my brain so they had another really great pitcher as well and that was a good pitching staff yeah and um jelly and the other guy i can't name Right, right. No, I'm I'm with you. And they had the first baseman on that team too that was with the Mariners for a while. Uh, Evan White. That sounds about yeah. White. Hey, you know, um, last night though they they this team's been a small ball team, but they were smashing dingers on Tuesday night. Hunter Gilliam hit two big blue bombs, uh, and even a walk off. It was a walk off run rule, which I that, that's always fun, right? You hit a, a home that's run happened. to end the game. That's happened at least one other time this year, if not more. All right, so Zach Thompson was another pitcher on that team. Justin Lewis was another pitcher on that team. That Justin Lewis was the guy I was thinking of. He uh, was pretty filthy. Zach Logue as well. I remember him being really good, maybe in a closing role, but I don't know if I remember that correctly or not. That sounds correct, yeah. Yeah, but uh, that was 
It was a good squad. Yep. Was a good squad. They went uh, 43 and 23 on the season. But in more recent history, Roush is right. The Batcats win last night. They take care against a Xavier. Uh, start off just hot and, and really get everything going. UK's midweek starting pitcher also came out nine up, nine down to start the game. That's that's really pretty big in a midweek game. In a mm-hmm. midweek game, you're going to assume you're going to probably go through some pitchers to get a perfect three innings, a perfect three innings there to start the game. That goes a really, really long way. So cr- credit to Travis Smith for his hot start. And then the bats were alive, a lot of hits. Plenty of uh, – they're a fun team to watch if you haven't checked them out yet. You need to. And Nick Mangione said, to his credit, before this season, and I was skeptical of it, it kind of sounded a little bit desperate to me, but desperate or not, it's worked, and I've been wrong pretty much all season. They will they're, – they're running with two outs if they've got a, a runner on. I know they're not – that's not necessarily unique to Kentucky baseball. Uh, but they just – they are as aggressive as a baseball t- – a college baseball team, Roush, that I can remember. And there's a decent chance you right now listening have probably potentially maybe watched more college baseball than I have in my lifestyle. But this is a fun team to watch, especially on the bases and especially with how aggressive they get with hitting and getting after some things, stealing bases as well. So I watched uh, from start to finish last night. Congrats to the Batcats, a big blue walk-off. Justin, do you consider a run rule walk-off where it's like, all right, now you're up by 10 runs past this inning. The game is officially over now after that play. Does that count on these players' career walk-off list? I would say yes. Yeah. I also say yes. I think it's a nice kind of like interesting way to get more quote-unquote walk-offs in the game. Granted, in a blowout capacity, obviously. But yeah, I think if you say curtains, you say good night, you get to turn the lights out. Yeah, you can. That counts. That now, counts on your resume. Another walk off, uh, but maybe you do put the caveat like a a run rule walk off. Yes, that's what I was gonna say. It's very similar to your all's par three hole in one scenario. If you get a hole in one on a par three course, you got to put an asterisk by it. I think if you walk it off for a run rule win, there has to be an asterisk by it. I heard you and Spears and the boys talking about that the other day. They they agreed that it was a definitive hole in one. Which yeah. I mean, whatever. It is participation trophy spears from noon to one on big x radio <laughs> not today you get a ribbon you get a ribbon what, where's he today oh uh, we got a bats game at 11 o'clock today no it's about time he got a little break from radio good for spears <laughs> he actually gets uh i think two day, this day off and then he gets two days off next week and two days off the following week because of the bats because of the bats yeah they've yeah, got a I lot of day or, games when i'd go three or four and i know rutherford deals with it as well that would happen. You, you would get the baseball games, whether U of L or the Bats or whoever it may be. You'd get them to to bleed on over, and it was kind of annoying. Like on the one hand, not having having a day off or having extra time to do whatever else you're doing, that's nice. But one, there'd be some days where it'd be like a newsworthy summer sports day, and you'd be like, "Oh my gosh, need to get on and talk about this stuff." Not that the one care. day that I actually have stuff to talk about, I can't go talk about it. Exactly. And then other days it was annoying because it was like you're on after the game. And so you'd be like tuning in to bats baseball and it'd be the eighth inning and Rochester would, do they have a baseball team anymore? Uh, Mudhens. No, that's Toledo Mudhens. Rochester. The the Mudhens would come in 
and have like eight runs in the eighth inning and the game would go another hour and you'd be like, oh, okay, I thought I was only going to be 10 minutes late, but now I get to do the last segment of radio today. So that stuff would get annoying. Spears is probably all right, though. He probably knows he's definitively not on. Yeah. doesn't have to wait it out or see if he's going to get on. So good for Spears. Enjoy your day off, buddy. But he does, have, he does have a couple. So they have two 108 games next week. So he was debating, well, I could do a little 40-minute show, uh, but I'm probably not going to. <laughs> I told him he could come in from nine to eleven, or ten to or nine to ten, or ten to eleven to a show. So he sixty six percent of the show was on the table, and Spears said, "Ah, not yeah, enough for he's not good. enough for me." He's good. Hey, by the way, you brought up uh, Louisville baseball. They can go ahead and take out their suck it, and you know, suck it because they got beat by the Hoosiers last night. Come on! Wow. Wow. 7-3 drubbing. Wow. <laughs> Wolf of baseball. Um, damn, old, old, old Dan McDonald he was losing to Wake Forest. They're struggling. They're struggling yeah, if year. I remember correctly, didn't the Batcats take care of IU this year rather, relatively easily? Oh, I guarantee it, yeah. 12-2, to I think. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, IU's, yeah. Ra- IU's ranked in no, baseball. No, they're not. They are. Not. They most definitively I are. watched... 70% of that game last night, and there is a definitively a number next to Louisville, definitively not a number next to Indiana. I do have some bad news to you about baseball rankings, Scooch. Are you sitting down? Are I am. standing up for the sciatica? Nope, sitting down. Today. There, there's about 90 million baseball rankings. <laughs> well, the one they used on TV last night, we are not ranked. I did see that, that that one didn't have it on, which I did find interesting. That's why I said there is a ranking that has IU ranked. Are they really in the top 25, though? There is. I, I would need to, to find it um, wherever it is. But, yes, there is a ranking where IU is ranked, if you can even believe it. Seems probably. a little sketchy. Uh, I, don't know where it, I don't know where it is, but I did, I did see it. Hmm. You'll just have to take my word for it. I guess. And the Red Sox won yesterday, which is exciting. Wow. So, nice little baseball day. Uh, and like we mentioned, as, as we're kind of alluding to, it was a funky day in college baseball. Tennessee lost to Tennessee Tech, and it dropped their mm-hmm. RPI ranking. One single midweek game dropped their RPI 16 spots, which wow. is hard to fathom. If you think about how long a baseball season is, I know we're not at the completion of the baseball season. One loss. Drops you down 16 spots. That's how bad of a loss it was, though. It was really kind of inexcusable. One that they they probably couldn't one that they probably couldn't afford. Uh, but they weren't the only team to go down. They weren't the only one. Vanderbilt with a surprising defeat to Indiana State, who I think UK won swept the series against Indiana State, a tricky little team. But Kentucky swept them. They won in Nashville last night. Louisiana. Yeah. In Baton Rouge, they beat LSU. Kentucky was able to win one game down there. LSU was able, or LSU, Louisiana was able to beat LSU in a little bit of a maybe low key rivalry game there. And as we mentioned, of course, IU beat U of L. U of L has really been struggling lately. So it was a funky night of baseball. And credit to Nick Mingione and the Batcats. They've been really good in the out of conference. They, Nick Mingione has always been good to just have a few stinkers in the out of conference per every season. And this year, with the stakes being as high as they were and knowing that every win's going to matter, and last year him saying, I think we were just a couple wins away from making it into the NCAA tournament. These midweek games, they don't really help you out a great deal, but they can hurt you, as Tennessee just demonstrated. So Correct. they have been incredibly consistent in these games. With, with how tough the SEC is, too, 
you could look at these games as, all right, it's night off. We're not playing an SEC team. Let's just kind of go through the motions. They've taken it the exact opposite way where it's, hey, we got to take care of business in these games. We're trying to make the tournament. We have no margin for error anymore. Let's make sure we just take care. We, we take care of these games where we're more talented and we should be the better team. And most of the time you're playing at home too in those situations. And they've done a tremendous job. I know they, if you're talking about the entirety of the out of conference, obviously uh, they, they lost a the game to Elon. And uh, I think they've maybe dropped one other one somewhere along the way, but I'm not sure if they've lost a midweek game. Maybe they have, maybe it's been one midweek game that they've lost, but they've been really, really good there. So shout out to the Batcats. It was a weird night in baseball last night, but not at Kentucky proud park. Looked like another good crowd out there. So this is fun. This is just all that we wanted with the, with the baseball program. So Nick Mingione's delivering, and we're happy about it. Let's take our first break. We'll come back. We want to get into the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. We'll have to talk some football, well, basketball. It's just such a whirlwind in the day-to-day of the U.K. basketball program. But it's good to have a radio show in that regard, so we'll talk about that as well. Do not go anywhere. It's going to be a fun Wednesday for you here on Big X Sports Radio. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Ah, the best freaking team in all the land. Woohoo! We like it when you go to Thornton's. Welcome back. Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. Okay. DJ Walker, Nick Rush, and Justin Kalen. Thornton sponsors the text line, but they do much more than that. They fuel America, and especially Kentuckiana. There are Thorntons pretty much on every corner throughout the area, and there's a reason why. It's because they've got it going on. A great store, delicious food, amazing deals, and they will help you save money each and every time at the pump with their Refreshing Rewards app. Three cents, 10 cents, 15 cents. They've got different deals all the time. And coffee is good for the coffee drinkers. I, I don't, I don't, but I think Roush just got a free coffee from Thornton's or oh, yeah. way to a free coffee from Thornton's. You're always on your way to something free or discounted at Thornton's. Shout out to Kelly Leonardo and Alex Cupper. Text on in 502 414 Besides UK baseball, Roush, it was a busy sports day yesterday. We Today is not a summer radio day in the sense we do have plenty to talk about. That That is true. Um, I'm, uh, I'm excited. I'm excited for today's show. I'm also excited just to get spring, springness back for a few days. But um, I do have – before we get into sports, I need to ask, which Louisville weatherman should I – tweet at when the weather is not the weather I want it to be. I know Scoots is our local meteorologist, but I need I need one of the big wigs on TV to blame when the weather isn't as nice as I want it to be this spring, like it's going to be this weekend. It's, it's, it's not, not looking great. Probably. It seems like the likely subject would be M squared. Oh, Matt Milosevic. <laughs> 
That's who I'd go after. What did Navalosevich ever do to you? Nothing, but that's who I'd go I mean, he needs somebody to go after. Mark with a C seems too easy, so go after Matt Milosevic. I I, I do kind of want to go after Mark with a C, but you're right. Mark with a C is a low-hanging fruit. Yeah, that's a layup. Scooch, how would you guess you spell Milokovic? I actually know how to spell it. Whoa! Yeah, Yeah, come on. M-I-L-O-S-O-V-I-C-H. Did I nail it? V-I-C-H. No. I don't know. M-I-L-O-S-O-V-I-C-H. Yeah, it didn't pop up on Twitter. But, oh, it did. I don't know if he. I don't know if he's got a Twitter. So I don't know if you can do that, Roush, with somebody that doesn't know oh, Twitter. I missed Dude. it. It's an E instead of the second O. So M-I-L-O-S-E-V-I-C-H. I, 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 I was wondering. That was the part where I was going to get tripped up. The, mm. the connector there. Yeah, that's that's tough. Uh, Jude Redfield's a good sport. Ralph, oh yeah, that's, that's a good, good point. One. Yeah. yeah, I'll just go after Jude. Yeah, and he he follows me, and he he'll tweet about Western Kentucky and all that funny stuff from time to time. It's uh, my my Lexington targets Chris Bailey. If it's ever bad weather, it's just his fault. You know, if it's raining for the Kentucky football, Chris, why are you bringing the rain in here? It's, it's just classic gag, classic gag that I just love to do, and I'm I'm really really not happy about the weather this week. My boy Chris often will post like a weather blog post at two or three in the morning. Mm -hmm. I'll oftentimes be up for it when he publishes it. Uh, It's great. Let's see the one that came out at 2 a.m. this morning and major changes for the weekend. It's really detailed. It's good. And I I like Chris Bailey's weather reports a lot. A big, I like Chris Bailey. No issues there. You talk. You all talk about how unique I am and peeling back layers. But DJ, you have the wackiest sleep schedule. Out of anybody yeah, I've ever I don't know met, how like, you do it, man. how does anybody wake up and watch highlight videos or read articles? I've never met anybody that does that like you. Because the the thing is, for me, is like how, like if I put my eyes on something, it would wake me up too much, and I wouldn't be able to go back to sleep. Yeah, same. I'm sure that that is like I do have trouble going back to sleep, but I bet that is probably playing a role. Where if I just just didn't do anything and just sat quietly. I probably would have an easier time falling back asleep. But if I'm, and I went to bed later last night, yesterday was just a later day, but like most nights I tried to be in bed by 10 and ideally like asleep asleep by 10 30. So when I wake up at like two 30 or three, that is, that is like a full four hours of sleep, What you're saying like a full four hours of sleep. That's nothing, but I will get the other, like I will get another two somewhere along the way. Like I'm, it's just, it's broken up a little bit. I go to bed a little bit earlier. I wake up. I have this like almost intermission halftime. And then <laughs> supposedly they say back in the day, that's how humans used to sleep. Like they'd get a lot of their work done in the bright early morning, only sleep four hours through the actual night and then sleep again during the day. So maybe I'm just going back to our ancient ancestors program history that, of sleep schedules. That actually makes sense because so both of our breakfast attendants at the hotel they do the thing, so they work like 5.30 a.m. to 2 p.m., and they'll get off of work, go home, sleep for three or four hours until like 6 o'clock. Then they'll stay up till midnight, 1 in the morning, and they'll sleep another three or four hours mm-hmm. and get up for work. So I'm like definitely on a schedule similar to people that do that. Yeah. And I, I'm fine. Like you, you, I'm, I'm pretty chipper. I make it. I make it throughout the day. Now, of course, at the end of the day, I'm exhausted, and that's why I go to bed early and then rinse and repeat. Here's the recycle. But I do feel like I get a lot of radio show prep done in the middle of the night when I'm during that a little wake time. That's when I can like really read 
articles and websites <laughs> and Twitter and message boards and stuff like that. Uh, I get a lot done, weirdly enough. Of course, I'm doing it almost all just in my bed. Like, I'm not actually moving. If I really can't sleep, I'll get up and go, like, downstairs or something like that. Or if I really feel like I'm going to be up for the remainder of the day. But that doesn't happen all that often. So, I'm doing all right. I don't I don't bring it up to, like, try to be cutesy or quirky or anything like that. It's just, it's part of my life. So, like, when I talk about, no, I did not stay up for the end of the game, but I did wake up and watch it. So I am not lying to you all. Like, I did get to see what I needed to see. I just didn't see it necessarily in real time. I did not watch the highlights of the Clippers' sons. I did a three-team favorites money line parlay. Scooch got the juice to plus 117. Easy money. It was easy money. That's what I was thinking the whole time. I was like, plus 117, it's not amazing or anything like that. But for something that's going to happen and it's going to be even money – I ain't worried about it at all. Although I do think the spreads all would have hit. I think the favorites all covered, did they not? Yeah. I'm yes. sure they did. Yeah, they yeah. did. Yeah. My uh, only loss yesterday, I, I even like sprinkled like a few $10 bets on some baseball unders. I'll go ahead and share this, and it'll probably almost definitively fail. And I, I don't do it every day because I'm not in Indiana every day. And even if I was, I don't think I'd still do it every day. My buddy has a theory that you bet the unders in the first, third, and fifth games of the day for baseball on any given day the first third and fifth and it like hits it like a 75 percent clip it's very very bizarre what and yesterday was a three and oh day so hit all those little cute little ten dollar bets i also just parlayed them to make it just this you know it's only 10 bucks let's see if it gets anything they all hit that was nice i hit that little three team money line favorite parlay my only miss and this one was a this one hurt Julius Randle over eight and a half rebounds. Yep. He had seven in the third quarter. It was a blowout. They didn't play him. He finished with mm. eight. Tough. Eight. That is tough. It, that that uh, one was my only miss yesterday. Do you call that, that baseball system? Bit odd, isn't it? It is a bit odd, isn't it? I like that. Gosh, good one, Rash. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It is weird. Uh, I don't know why. I mean, he, it's again, it's not perfect. You're going to lose on it for sure. And today it will probably go 0-3. But it does weirdly hit. Like, there's something about the early game where it's just there's not a, a ton of runs, generally. I don't know if the baseball players are tired or hungover or whatever it may be. It's just the bats go a little quiet earlier in the day, more, more times than not. Well, there's no fans there either. That may have something Man. to do with it. Do you all see the Reds' attendance? No. Lowest attendance in Great American Ballpark history. I think it's still called Great American Ballpark. Pretty sure it is. For one game? Yes. They I think I think it was two nights ago. Oh, when we beat the Rays. Of course they were playing the Rays. And we beat them. The Rays aren't gonna bring anybody. Of course, they're not gonna ever bring any extra fans outside the stadium. I think the attendance was like seventy three hundred. Whoa. Seventy three hundred. I bet we've had radio shows more people listening than that. Not get too crazy, I guess. <laughs> but and then the people said last night the attendance looked worse, but I don't know if they announced it as worse or not. But that is wild to me. You can be major league baseball players getting millions of dollars, and you don't even get to ten thousand people watching. You don't even get to eight thousand people watching. That it, that's nuts. But uh, the Reds did win the first one against the Rays. They got smacked yesterday, though. That's because the Reds don't play baseball. People want to go to the ballpark and watch baseball. Reds don't play wow. baseball. Shots fired at the Cincinnati Reds. At my Cincinnati Reds. People forget you're a Reds fan. I am. But although I've, I've been debating switching. 
Oh, man. I appreciate it. One person tweeted in the show, uh, Billy, said, do not tweet at Mark with a C about the weather. Dude, it's very Twitter sensitive. <laughs> I think that means I need to be the one tweeting at him. Right? Oh, I mean, it would be a good, like, sample size. Like, here's goofy, lovable Nick Roush. He's clearly having some fun with you. Are you going to embrace it? <laughs> or are you taking it seriously? Are you going to get yeah. real worked up about it? I, yeah. yeah, I almost think we have to now, Billy. Thanks for the tweet into the show. <laughs> yeah, I think that's... Yep, that's that's what's going to... It's going to be raining Friday night, and the thunder of uh, outlook is going to be rough, and I'm going to just have to tweet at him. It's going to have it to tweet at him. How good this weather stretch we've been on, and then like a big thing for the city. Is Louisville cursed? Many people are wondering. Well... It, it'd be the worst time too if it also was that wind weather because that is uh, the the after smoke from the the fireworks is as bad as anything. Um, so who knows? Maybe that maybe a little bit of rain will make it a little bit easier to to get around. I you know it's one of those I'm not going to judge too far out. Like I can't look at a derby forecast, a derby weekend forecast until at least the week of because then I just feel like a jinxy cat. Um, so we'll, we'll get a little bit closer. We, if we, tomorrow, if they're still calling for rain Friday and Saturday, Mark with the C is going to have a piece of my mind. Well, we got our first 14 day forecast for the great steamboat race. And how does the high 69 sound? Nice. That sounds like the bell of Louisville may just route the Delta queen. They, they've changed it so much <laughs> that I don't. <laughs> No. I don't think it maybe hasn't been the Delta Queen in like 15 years. Because they brought in somebody else, and this the boat that they brought in looked like the freaking Titanic next they to the Bell of Louisville. They always let the Mary T. Miller, they always let that little boat race uh, in the race, which is always fun and cute to see. But I let me get back to you on who the Bell of Louisville, maybe it is the Delta Queen. Didn't the Mary T. Is win the Mississippi last Queen? Didn't Mary T Did, win last year and they it couldn't get the win because it wasn't an official boat? <laughs> or it wasn't I, I it wasn't a steamboat or something? Yeah, I, I you know that happened. I'll have to do my research on this. That happened. Trust me. The I, Bell I, of Cincinnati. Okay, it's the Bell of Cincinnati now. Hmm. That's the one we that's the one you you get. Uh let's see. Last year the Bell Bell of Louisville they didn't do the 2020 race because of COVID because everybody knows great steamboat races are uh, too close to one another. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they cop on one another. <laughs> Let's see. The American Duchess won in 2018. Who the hell is that? Delta Queen hasn't won since 2008. That boat maybe no longer exists. 1999, the Bell of Louisville sidelined and the spirit of Jefferson took its space and won. No big deal. Shout out oh, to wow. the spirit of Jefferson. Yeah, so it's going to be the Bell of Cincinnati versus the Bell of Louisville. The Bell of Cincinnati comes down from the Ohio River, and it's got a ton of people on it. And I don't know if those people come down from Cincinnati with them or if they just load up in Louisville and it's like, hey, you get to go ride on this boat and have fun. But I tell you what, they always look like they're partying a little harder than the people in Bell of Louisville, and I'm not okay with that. I am oh, a big great steamboat race fan. You guys will come to learn. <laughs> it's Some people say it's better than the Derby. I'm pretty um, disappointed. Better race, marathon racing, mini marathon racing, or boats racing. Scooch, what are you going to say? Maybe bed racing. Um, I was just going to say I'm pretty, <laughs> I'm pretty disappointed that the weather outlook for this year. Because if you all remember last year, 
I was out on the golf course for Thunder, and you got all the planes flying overhead. It was really awesome. So oh, sad yeah. that won't happen we, this year. We talked about how like that's a pretty pretty good idea, uh-huh. especially if you played down at like Shawnee or something. Yeah, Shawnee would be perfect. Yeah, it, it would be amazing. So one of the toys that Duke got for Christmas, it's a bear that's got a Top Gun jacket on, and you hit the button on his arm, and it sings Danger Zone. So his favorite song is Danger Zone. Every once in a while, uh, Papa will pull up the Danger Zone music video, which is just clips from Top Gun and Kenny Loggins, like, you know, in the corner, like, being all mysterious with his jacket on. But he wants to he wants to see the jet planes chase the bad guys. Um, on Saturday, and right now it looks like Mark with a C won't let him see the jet planes chase the bad guys. Oh, he's got to see Duke's got to see the the bad guys. Yeah, got to chase, chase the bad them. guys. Yeah, don't you? Jet they probably fly over your house, don't they, Roush? Yeah, yeah, they do all the time. But we, it would just be cooler to be a little bit closer to them, mm-hmm. where you get like the main thoroughfare sort of deal. It would be. Louisville is pretty neat. It's just downtown turns into such a zoo. It's the getting in and out part, um, which um, I got some friends that live in Clarksville, and so like we were going to go over there for for at least the 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 jet plane chasing the bad guys portion of the day. So we'll see. Oh, cross the river. Okay. All right. So Oscar Sheevey, not not coming back to UK. Yeah, I mean, like, here's the thing. <laughs> I mean, it, I, I'm just glad that we're, we're providing a service to the Big Blue Nation where we can weed through some of the, the speak. Because, like, here's the thing. The, the G-Off House of Blue Report is going to report things that Kyle Tucker just can't say out loud. Right? Like, and, he, and I, I, how do I, that's not the right way to put it. But. Kyle Tucker sources can't confirm what Geoff sources are being told. They just can't. The UK is not going to confirm that report at this time. It's not going to. So yeah. So I feel like I've got a little. I've got a better look at this stuff. I've got a better feel for what this stuff's going on. First off, the stuff I told you about the Geoff stuff was totally wrong. So hands. I'll, I'll talk to you about that during the break. Hands up. Oh, I, was wrong. Okay. I, was, I was wrong about that. Okay. Um, but secondly, I don't think I, I don't have connections on the the immediate coaching staff like I did in the Barbie Payne and Joel days. So those were a lot of fun. Uh, but I, so I, I'm not talking directly to the staff with this stuff. But I do believe Kyle is correct and accurate in saying the coaching staff has not been told that Oscar Shibway is coming back to UK. Like, maybe Oscar has made that decision. Maybe him and his agent have made that decision. But they have not told the coaching staff that that is the case. So, I think just by definition, like, Geoff is incorrect in in maybe just that one part. And, and that one part, how much does it matter to you? Who really cares? If Oscar comes back, who cares when or when he didn't tell the coaching staff? It doesn't matter. Kyle Tucker, uh, according to his tweets, he still thinks Oscar will come back. And he was responding to some people being like, oh, it looks like it's a source off. And Kyle's like, well, I just don't think that they've told the staff. I still do think he ultimately does decide to come back. And why the the G-Off post came out when it did, I, I, I don't know. But I still do think Oscar will be back. 
Jack Pilgrim had an interesting update on the whole matter, and he summed it up very similar to what we said yesterday, Roush, uh, with obviously more information because he's connected and he does great work. And really funny sources says yesterday as he <laughs> kind of scrambled a port- near porta potties and parks and parking lots, and uh, that's that, that's technical difficulties for you. We experience yeah. them all the time on Big X. He had oh, to improvise. Man. You got to love his effort. He also was supposed to have, like he's in a new build and he was supposed to have the internet fiber optic people. I put a line in yesterday and they just no showed him. So, oh, I mean, man. yeah, you all know what that just dealing with people who don't show up to fix things at your house is just basically, you know, a nightmare at best. Yeah. I, that's the worst. That's the worst. So, but anyways, he had an interesting caveat basically saying Oscar has, he also agreed with Kyle Tucker's report that like UK is not under the impression as of today that Oscar is definitively coming back. They think that he's going to come back. It still seems like the momentum is his coming back, but Jack added a good caveat to all this. Like Oscar still is working out with NBA teams. Why would he have told the staff that he's coming back? and still have these workout plans. And you may say, well, he knows he's coming back, but he's got the workouts planned. They're already scheduled, so he's just going to go through with them. And risk getting hurt for an NBA team that isn't going to draft you or doesn't care anything about you when you've already made up your mind to go heavy in on the nil, and then that could only jeopardize potential nil earning revenues if you've already definitively made that decision. So it doesn't check out to me. Like, that report doesn't check out to me as being totally accurate at the moment that it was posted. Could it end up being, could it like, could it end up being true? No, because I don't think that the time it was posted, the staff knew, but it could end up being totally 100% true that Oscar does come back. But as of right now, it's not the done deal that some people make it out to be. It's looking good. That's the, that's the report most people have, but not the done deal Roush. My impression is that it's a, um, because there's there's various information brokers in this, right? There's Oscar, there's his agent, and then there's UK. I think his agent probably knows what's going to eventually happen and is just reassuring folks in Lexington that he's going to be back so that the money is there when he gets back, right? But Oscar wants to do his due diligence, even though... Before he's worked out, the NBA teams might have told his agent, like, yeah, it's just he's not going to be drafted. There's a he still wants to work out for them and give that a shot. That that's kind of where I think this is at right now. And I don't think UK is I, I think they're just wanting to expedite that. Like, not like saying we don't want Oscar to work out for these teams, but like, hey, we kind of just want to know our roster so we can move forward. And, and that's where the the Dickinson stuff is coming from. Uh, at least I, I have a harder time believing Hunter Dickinson to UK has any steam than, than anything. Okay? Well, that, that, one, that, is, that is number numero dos of Jack Pilgrim's info and intel. Was that like, and I found this, I found his wording on this to be very interesting because again, he is connected. This is coming from likely somebody pretty close to UK high up in the basketball program that UK would accept a commitment from Hunter Dickinson. Like this is what a little bit of what we talked about yesterday, where if he is so begging to come to Kentucky, it wouldn't make sense for Kentucky to, I think they'd say yes to that. I think that if you wanted 
while Oscar kind of figures out some stuff, and obviously there's been some other surrounding questions with Oscar for this reason or that reason, if you have this All-American Big Ten player that can do a lot of the same things that he does and some of the things that he can't, and he is begging to commit to you, why would you not, why would you not do that? So I'm glad that Jack clarified and he said, yeah, UK would take a commitment from Hunter Dickinson if he was so eager and hungry and wanting to commit to UK. They would, they would accept that commitment. But he did add the caveat, just like we did yesterday, that it would not be a slam dunk, that it's not a guarantee, that even if UK wanted to go all in with Hunter Dickinson, they may not be able to get him. I, I don't think they would be able to get him. Uh, yeah. Get a rivals guy yesterday, make a prediction for Kansas. Obviously, everybody's talked about the Georgetown, Maryland, hometown connections. But that, as far as we know, is like his final three. He has Kentucky hasn't been mentioned with him publicly for a, a good while there. So I don't think Hunter Dickinson, realistically, and I'd be totally cool with him coming yeah. in and UK taking a commitment from him. I don't think that's an option. I don't think it's really even realistically probably a possibility, not realistically. And I think it's going to be Oscar Shibwe or, or you're going to go get creative. And creative to me would probably mean you're probably going to go get a four more than you'd go get a five. But you could do really either. You just have to see what's out there. And there isn't an option out there as good as Hunter Dickinson as of right now. There are plenty of good options. And I still think we'll hear a few more names. But as of right now, I think it's probably going to be Oscar Shibwe or a mystery name. I'm, I'm really glad Jack clarified all that because that, that was blown out of – that was blown way out of proportion in terms of the idea that like Kentucky gets to choose, don't choose incorrectly, and they're against the clock with this. Hunter's on a timeline. It it, it was nonsense. Um, is red red pill or blue pill, right? I can't, I don't yeah. I don't think it was um, <laughs> because because and, and that's that's always been my thing with this Dickinson stuff is never felt like Kentucky was in the mix, but I, I like the way of putting it out there where it's, they take his commitment, but are they, do they expect to get him? Are they going all in? That, that uh, seems a little bit. And I do think if like Oscar, as I, as I mentioned, that if Oscar was definitively gone, that UK maybe would have gone all in very publicly for Hunter Dickinson and maybe things would be different. But I do think people around the UK were under the idea that Oscar was probably likely coming back and he didn't – it was kind of – it was a delicate situation, but I don't think Kentucky – I think they just reached out. I think they were like, hey, just so you know, we're interested, you're interested. And Hunter was probably like, yeah, keep me in the loop. If, he, if he's gone, I'd be happy to hear what you all got to sell me. And that's been the extent of it. I think that's probably been the extent of the U.K. and Hunter Dickinson relationship. There's a lot more going on behind the scenes with all this. Um, there is truth to, like, there is a – and I, I'm not saying that I think Geoff is a part of this. He may be, he may not be. But there is probably truth to, like, now that nil is a big factor to things, you don't really know who's playing games publicly and trying to get stuff out there versus what's actually true. That makes no sense at all, and I totally understand that. Point being, just be careful what you hear and always kind of be skeptical of why it's getting out there and who, who is it benefiting. That being said, people like Jack and Kyle, they've been doing this long enough, especially Jack with the severe – I mean, Kyle's been doing it longer than Jack, but Jack used just common sense with the severe Wheeler thing. I don't think that was inside information. I think his people were telling him something different, and he was like, yeah, just so people know, though, I'm not going to believe it till I see it. But these guys have been doing this long enough to be able to kind of sift through 
the poopy. Hour one of Kentucky Roll Call is done. Hour two coming up next. Now, of course, Kyle did think Severe was going to be playing, but maybe he did run out of time. I, I don't think he was probably ever going to be playing. But more times than not, these guys know what they're talking about. Really interesting stuff with UK basketball, the roster reconstruction, the Oscar Sheboy situation. Hour two coming up next. we got a ton of text to get to. Don't go anywhere. This is KRC on the oh. I like the way you work, kid. No diggity. I thought to bag it up. Bag it up. I like the way you work, kid. No diggity. I thought to bag it up. Bag it up. I like the way you work, kid. No diggity. I thought to bag it up. Bag it up. I like the way you work, kid. No diggity. Over? You say over? I ain't heard no family. Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is. With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back. Hour number two, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. Okay. Justin Kalen on your Wednesday. Uh, we opened up Instagram during the break, and two keys posts popped up here, Roush. Can I just read you a few of these things? Oh, yes, please. Um, let me feel as old as possible. Two Keys Tavern in Lexington, a, a staple for a lot of folks over the years. Went away for a little bit, eventually came back. I guess their Wednesday night special tonight, and people are just going to have to help me out with some of the uh, Two Keys Wednesday. $12 Jim Beam or Pink Wit Pitchers? So. They wouldn't be doing a $12 Jim Beam pitcher, right? You can't, you legally couldn't do that. Yeah, and that, that it's got to be Jim Beam and um, like, a, it's it's got to be mixed in, I would assume. But like $12 for a Jim Beam is not a great deal. No, yeah. So if it's a pitcher, that would be like four. <laughs> they do pitchers of Jim Beam? Well, but I'm thinking like Jim Beam and Coke, or like like you know Jim Beam and Sprite, whatever your mixer is. I'm I'm assuming that's what the deal would be. And a pitcher is about four drinks, so that's uh, not a bad deal. Like that's just a different way to package it and try to get people there. The it pink just- wit stuff, though, I I know that's like the pink lemonade vodka. I, I thought those were just. Sh- like shooters, though. I, I didn't, I don't know what you would mix with that one. That's the one that doesn't add up for me. You don't mix that with anything. It's so good by itself. And I'm not a vodka fan, but I'll drink the heck out of that stuff. So you'd so be maybe? getting the pink, you'd be getting the pink wit pitchers. Uh, I would probably go with Jim Beam and Sprite instead, but I, I, it would be a tough choice. I, I would not go with um, Jim Beam as much as Jim Beam's uh, not good. Yeah. It's like, I, but it does the job. I speak ill will. Yeah, it's my least favorite though. Bourbon. It just it's yeah, not not for me. The Wednesday night they have shot clock, which I don't know what that means. I think that I, means you get like you have to take you, certain times. There's a something. I would guess that it's kind of like a power hour, except every you know, I, I, you know. but I would guess it's something to the effect of a power hour. Um, sort of deal, which a power hour is you would take a, a drink of beer every minute for an hour. That was that was a fun thing at Ten Roof that Ten Roof used to do. So I'm guessing the shot clock is something similar. Okay. A lot of shots in a short amount of time doesn't sound, it sounds interesting. Uh, Friday, they're having the Greek Sing after party, all seltzers, two for one, $6 doubles. And Saturday, 
they're doing other stuff too. But oh, gosh, they, it seems Great like they've really yeah. they they have not taken a step back in terms of allowing folks to drink for cheap. Young college students looking for a place to get torn up, two keys, still still your spot. If you're looking for a place to have a delicious lunch and I don't you can do you can drink whatever you want at Salsarias that they have on in the store, which they do have a lot of great options. I always go with the blue Powerade, obviously, but they've got anything that you could want. Uh, but they're more known for their food, especially their wildly addictive chips, their hot spicy saucy salsa, saucy, creamy queso, and they've got guacamole as well. Two locations in Louisville, Middletown. It's got a drive-through in St. Matthews. Beautiful, huge, spacious, covered patio. Perfect to let the kids run around while you all eat. The food is made to order. And remember, you can do catering with Salsaritas. You got a party coming up, graduation party, wedding rehearsal, whatever you may have 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 going on. They can take care of it. Work function, no parties too big, no parties too small. Four Salsaritas, and you can do it all at the touch of your fingertips without having to talk to anybody on the app. Really easy. They'll bring it right to you, or it can be ready to be picked up at the store. Salsaritas, deliciously different. It's simply the best. Uh, you know who else is the best? Is our texture on the Thornton's Texan. Why don't we get on over there and see what they got to say this morning? Well, first, Billy says, The Mississippi Queen built a Jeff boat was sold for scrap in 2009. In 2008, the Delta Queen lost its congressional exemption that allowed wood-hulled ships to travel overnight with passengers. It became a hotel. It's now just sitting somewhere. Hmm. Oh, suck at Delta Queen. Wow. Big old oh, I do think the Bell of Louisville has had its fair share of financial difficulties over the years. But you would you would think I'm I'm shocked that old um what do they call it? It's not paddle boats, but the giant oar ships. Can can imagine steam, steamboats. Yeah. But, but like okay. I, I thought it had a different I what's the it big does. thing that it's, turns it, it is. It's like a big paddle wheel. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. I'm shocked those are having financial troubles in 2023. I I've always enjoyed boat rides on the Ohio River. I've never I've never been disappointed with a boat ride on the Ohio River. One time my dad was on when we were really young, he was on a jet ski and we 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 turned over and I didn't I didn't like that. That wasn't so much fun. But besides that, everything else. What do you, are you too good to swim in the Ohio? Yes. Oh. Okay, well, I swam in it, and it's it was delightful. No, but I, I've this is my dad used to take us to the falls of the Ohio, and he'd let us slide down the dam. Like it, some of the stuff, I was, <laughs> I'm not kidding. Like, That's the, the most stuff, '90s thing I've ever heard. <laughs> and gross, and just like, what were you thinking, pops? But we had an absolute blast, and they even had like a little rope up there that, like, they very clearly. I don't know if they wanted kids sliding down there, but they had it was like a setup where I, a lot of people were doing it. It was fun. We had a blast. Now, of course, we like did have to have a game plan that if you hear the horns and whistles and bells, like, hey, here's where we meet up and get to running. Um, luckily, that we never had to worry about that. But yeah, I've been in the Ohio River. I'm joking. I, I don't. I don't turn my finger up to the Ohio River. I don't want to get in it. Uh, like nowadays, I don't really have a major interest in getting in it. But I kayak and jet ski in it semi-frequently so yeah i'm i'm not i'm not too good for it roush okay good good just just checking in just checking i'm not a river rat though i uh duke went down by the river last night we had our first uh mike lennings night of the year wow real nice wow if i could ever get plane tickets out to mike lennings i'd love to check it out again i mean it is one of those things that um i grew up 
per, that that was the one of the few places where you didn't have to go a long way out of your way to get to, and everybody else had to. Um, but yeah, now now I'm I'm not living in PRP slash Chablis, so it's a little bit more of a hike, but um, but it's like the easiest place to take a kid. You know, you just all right, do your thing, and then if they want to go up there, you just kind of walk up there with them. So. Uh, enjoy it enjoy it it was a very nice night very nice night what'd you what'd you feast on uh we have become a fish sandwich and a shrimp family because uh duke likes a little bit of both he likes to kind of take a sample and i can't say i blame him so yeah pretty pretty good stuff good well sounds delicious i haven't been out there ever since the wing incident of 2019 Five zero two four one four fourteen fifty is the four text line. What is that first text we have there, Ralph? By the uh, way, I didn't. Before we get to that, I had no idea Mike Lennox was on the river. Y'all just blew my mind. Yeah, you just walk up the little levee and over the train tracks, and boom, the river. It's right Crazy. there. I've learned way too much today. <laughs> so if you look at a map, um, you'll see how the river flows around. Uh, Correct. Yeah, I saw yeah. the map. Okay, just checking. It used to be a, a stop for for early settlers. They'd pop into Michael Innings, get their fried chicken wings, <laughs> and then they'd make their, their way down to the sip. I found the uh, way that I'm related to Michael Inning too. It, it was my – it's so it would be technically my great-great-uncle is Michael Inning. So it was my great-grandmother's sister married Michael Inning. So, boom, there you have it. Wow. Not only do you own horses, uh, lake house mansions, mm-hmm. now you're the fish king of Louisville. Yep. Uh, celebrating 100 years next year. So bada boom, bada bam. I feel like they've been celebrating 100 years for about 10 years. That that was a fun game we got to play when uh, the CJ released like the 10 oldest restaurants in Louisville. That was a fun game. That was a fun game. We'll be yeah. ready for some fun trivia tomorrow on Big X Sports Radio. A texter says, did we finish the text? Did you all finish the text line yesterday? We did, and uh, the first texter asked, uh, Nick, did you hold the head steady while they milked the cow, or was it solely a horse-only farm? Um, was it only a horse farm? Yep, just uh, no no, mil- no milking a cow. Have you ever milked a cow before, Scoots? I feel like that was probably part of your daily chores, right? Um, a Fun fact, I have not, which is really surprising because I grew, I mean, my grandpa had a farm growing up. I would I would roll in the pig pen, like in the mud with the pigs, but yeah, I'd never milk cows. So you were the deadbeat grandson that wouldn't do Not true, not true because I helped strip tobacco for years, and that was oh, wow. that was a tough task. Did you ever get a buzz from touching it? I did not. No, never happened. If I did, I wasn't smart enough to know what a buzz was back then. (laughs) You were always probably buzzed. (laughs) Well, uh, you were probably always buzzed with your buddy Sparky. That's right. Come on. Another texter on the Thornton's text line, 502414, says, Kentucky sports, land of the free, home of the way. I'm just (laughs) missed opportunity. You, you could have at the Lexington Airport, like, welcome to Lexington. Be sure to give a big blue wave, and then shows everybody at the game just waving, saying hi. By I don't the, know why we're not doing that. By the way, I have an update for you all on the whole Sparky situation. So, last week when I was at the couple's house that I'm marrying here in a couple weeks, it was really close to the the trailer park that we grew up in, and I would go in the backfield and pick dandelions for the iguanas. Anyways... 
So I'm talking to them about that subdivision, and I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited that when I leave here, just take a ride on out, go up the hill, and, and see if see the trailer park. And they let me know that the trailer park is no longer there. So I went that way on my way home, and sure enough, the trailer park that I grew up in is no longer a thing. How sad is that? What is it now? It's like a subdivision. They completely so like houses they, that yeah, can't move. They're building like big, I guess, condos or apartments, whatever they are. It, it's freaking massive. I was so sad. Big piece time, of my childhood gone. Development, development. You know, is t- time moves on. We gotta make way for bigger and better. Just have to wonder: Did they dig up Sparky when they were when they were digging? Oh, poor Sparky. Is the dandelion field still there? No. Nothing. Oh, it, that place was nothing like I remembered it. It was the wildest thing. A texter says, oh, it's our buddy Alex from Colga. Hey, Alex from Colga. I just took four kids to Disney two weeks ago during my spring break on the grandparent discount. But yes, the Epcot tour of beers is amazing. My brother and I tried to have a beer at every country. It was a beautiful spring day, and the beers were going down easy. I started in China with a cherry blossom pilsner, and by the time I got to France, I was feeling nice. I have never had more fun waiting an hour in line <laughs> to ride Ratatouille. I highly recommend. Also, the new Guardians of the Galaxy roller coaster there is awesome. Oh, that's great. Yeah, I I bet some of the uh, upgraded rides are, are pretty pretty spectacular because – like they've got a Toy Story area now in one of those parks, TJ. They've got they've they've really upped the ante. Um, I probably I, I, not probably I definitely would not recognize it. Haven't been since I don't know two thousand and like three or something like that. So twenty years. Uh, someday I'll go. I'm I'm sure it'll be a great time. By the way, Roush, you gave me crap yesterday for never going to the happiest place on earth. I don't know why I didn't think of it at the time, but I did go to the happiest place on earth when I was living down in Florida. It was called Jenny Springs. Not Disney. What's Jenny Springs is just like a it's a privately owned spring. You hop it. There's a starting point and then there's an ending point. So it's like a two and a half hour float. Clear clear water is all get out, but since it's private land, you can literally do whatever you want. So whatever you want. It's it literally whatever you want. But if you do you it right, see- you park a truck at the end. And then everybody gets out of the water, hops in the back of the truck, you drive back to the beginning, and you start all over. So you, we would have days where we would do that three, four times, spend eight, nine hours in the water. It was That place is amazing. I, I think about it all the time. You could do whatever you wanted. You could say whatever you wanted. Absolutely. Yeah. And they had rope swings along the way and like places to hang out on the float. So it, it, it's a good time. A little shout out to the I Think You Should Leave Netflix show on that quote there. Uh, Ross, you saw that, didn't you? Yeah. Or yeah. no? Yeah. Oh, yeah. The, go- the adult, go- the adult ghost tour. <laughs> <laughs> hey, they announced that for 2023-2024, indoor teams impacted by the Memorial Coliseum renovation are all going to play at Rupp Arena. So gymnastics, women's basketball, women's volleyball. I don't know if there's another one off the top of my head. Those are those are the three. They will be at Rupp Arena. It seemed like that was probably going to be the logical choice because if not there, then when? And if there ever is a conflict, I guess Transylvania has told them, our our gym is your gym. You can use it as See, you need. I'm more I'm less concerned about the, the games and more worried about like where do they practice? Um, I mean, are they just all going to go to the Seton Center? Because that 
you know, no offense to the Seton Center, but they're just not a not a whole lot of uh, room to st- stretch your legs out, you know. And no, it's a it's a good question, especially for for volleyball. I guess they've got four courts, and so volleyball. Th- the problem is just that volleyball and women's basketball will bleed over. Well, well, women's basketball—they'll still have their practice gym. Oh, that's at true. The yeah, center. They still have their own individual well, full-length court, really nice setup. And, uh, they just won't be able to go practice in Memorial. Yeah, yeah, and I, and I guess um, I'm pretty sure—is it—is it the UK Cheer or the gymnastics program that has? Uh, um, no, it's it's Cheers at Seton Center. I didn't realize that there's like a back room. I noticed this at UK Pro Day. There's like a back room for the gymnastics team to practice at Nutter Fieldhouse that oh. I, I I just did not know existed back there. I I, I don't know where UK gymnastics practices, but I, I didn't think they practiced at Memorial for what it was worth. So that means they were already practicing probably somewhere else, which shouldn't make it hopefully too big of an issue from a practice standpoint. There will be some probably headaches. I, I would be more worried about if you're – UK athletics and the women's basketball team is shaping up to look like the way it's shaping up. Like, what are you going to do when there's 1200 people at Rupp arena? Like, that's not going to be good. No, no, but I I will actually go ahead and guarantee you that women's volleyball and gymnastics will get more butts and seats this upcoming season than women's basketball. And that's sad because I feel like women's basketball is as popular as it's been in a, in a long time or maybe ever Roush. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't really know how they generate the excitement either. I just don't know what thing things are are looking uh, rather bleak right now. And uh, oh, it's bad. Like they're out. I don't know if they're bringing anybody worth a fart in the transfer portal. Doesn't sound like it. Not hearing about it. Right, right. Because it was it, at least last year when they lost a bunch of people to the portal, they went and got some reinforcements, but. I haven't really heard about much of any, so I don't know. But you know what? It could be worse. Um, uh, our boy, the sheriff, man, he he had a rough day yesterday um, because Haley Van Lith was was spotted visiting LSU's campus, uh, which I got to tell you, if you breathe oxygen, you probably would have known that that was probably where she was going to end up when she entered the transfer portal. But uh, the sheriff had this to say when those pictures started sur- uh, surfacing yesterday. Honestly, Haley Van Lith possibly linking up with Kim Mulkey makes me want to vomit. I'd rather HVL go to Kentucky. Was Darth Vader not available? What What, what is up with that? <laughs> There's a ton of U of L basketball, women's basketball fans that are just like totally, to- they hate Kim Mulkey. I don't like her. I'm not crazy about her, but like, what? What is, what's the big deal there? And how often did she even play against U of L? Um, I don't, I, don't I, I think there was like an NCAA tournament meeting or two. I like think once, you might beat yeah. her with, uh, what's her name? Brittany Griner. But just, just chill out, man. Who there, cares? There- there he, is, she wants to go win. She wants to go win a national championship. Jeff Walsh can't win the big one. And Get apparently, um, the only person they really lost from that team is their point guard. So she'll just get to step in and be the starter. Uh, yeah. So they're going to be they're going to be dominant again. Uh, probably have a good chance to to win it all. And, and she'll probably make more money there too. He wasn't the only. They U of got L- their nil stuff in order at, L- at uh, LSU. And he wasn't the only U of L person that was like just totally 
flabbergasted with her going to LSU. I thought she was wanting to move closer to home. Oh, bullcrap. She's going to make more money and win a title. Wow. Uh, at least U of L probably still be better than UK. So you got that going for you, U of L fans. But maybe not. Maybe not. Someday that may change. Hopefully. A texter says. Of all the NBA superstars, you really only have Anthony Davis from 2020, Jody Meeks with Toronto in 2019, and Rondo with the Celtics and Lakers that have NBA titles. Meeks and Rondos were not Calipari guys. Uh, this was a Spears text, I think. Were you all talking about UK players in the NBA, Scoots? Can you give me the the, the gist of that conversation? Uh, yeah, basically, so John Spears posed the question yesterday to me and Tony, if you were to make a lineup of Kentucky guys – would that team contend for national or for a championship? And me and Tony were both yeah. basically like, uh, they would win the championship. They, they yeah. not only could they, they would win it. And so we yeah. started breaking down like all the Kentucky players that are in the league, and we put together a nice little roster. It was it was crazy how good the roster was. We left Jared Vanderbilt off. Nick Richards didn't make the team. So it just goes to show how much talent that Kentucky does have in the NBA. Yeah, Tyrese Maxey would probably come off the bench. I don't even know if we said. I don't even know if we said Tyrese Maxey yesterday, Roush. Like that's how loaded it is. Yeah, he had thirty-one points the other night in the playoffs. So (laughs) it's crazy. Yeah. Yep. It's. I I don't think it's really all that debatable. But same. It's also funny too that um, when people like, yeah, well, they haven't won that many titles in the main. It's like because they've been such high draft picks for the most part, they've had to go to really bad teams. Um, like you've got two guys that for the Kings that have led them to their first playoff win since I want to say 07. So, you know, that, that's how it works. Devin Booker gets picked by the Suns in the lottery. Suns pretty bad until they, they make some moves, uh, which God, God, they need, need them to, to, to get that thing rolling. Spears I, then, I guess it might take some time. Spears then brought up the question, if you were to have that Kentucky team and they did go on to win the championship – would John Calipari claim it? I mean, that's like the most – is Spears a Kentucky hater? Uh, he is a Kentucky hater. He's actually a Kentucky fan. He's not a Kentucky he is. fan. He's talking, yeah. about, he's talking about a grown-up no, you know, UL I, fan. I didn't, no, I didn't know this until this week, but I straight-up asked him. I was like, so what did you grow up as a fan of? And he, he said Kentucky. I've heard him specifically say L on the air. Nope. Regardless. It's not not important. I'll take, I'll take your word for it. Would Calipari claim it? He he would recruit with it. Absolutely, yeah, that's yeah. true. He, yeah, like he'd recruit it. Sure. Would he claim? Like, would he get a ring with it? No, absolutely not, John. <laughs> Gosh, uh, love that guy. Noon to one most days. Not today though. And of course, you got Mike Rutherford three to six, and you got Matt Dennison eleven to noon. And so, if you ever want to hear extra scoots, you got your opportunity in the afternoons. Not till three though. Then it's Trevor. Yep. Then it's Trevor. Um, now it's South End Josh. He says, are we really going to stomach another season of terrible pick and roll defense, inability to pass out of double teams and just all around terrible defense for rebounds. I for one, am tired of it. Not to mention the horrendous lineups Cal is going to roll out there with some combo of Bradshaw and Hugo and Oscar. Uh, yeah, Josh, uh, here's the thing. Um, yeah, I, yes, it, it's definitely worth it because like yes, the passing and the pick and roll defense can be bad, but it's not so bad that twenty rebounds is is all of a sudden like like we we have conditioned ourselves to think that Oscar's rebounding is normal when it's just not. It's not. 
It's the best we've ever seen. And we had Julius Randle getting double-doubles in about 70% of his games. And Oscar's rebounding makes Julius Randle look like mm-hmm. JV. You know, like so yes, like that that you can't you can't take for granted how amazing that rebounding is. Because here's the thing, as bad as the pick and roll defense is, as bad as um the 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 passing out of the double teams can be, it's not nearly like it's not even you can't even mention in the same breath for how good his rebounding is. Like it's not like the scales like I could you he could have more negatives and it still wouldn't make the scales even for how great he is of a rebounder. Well said. South and Josh couldn't couldn't disagree with you more. And also, what if having Bradshaw at the four, if that is what ends up happening, and what if that helps? What if having better on-ball defender guards helps? Jacob Toppin was underwhelming as a shot blocker. What if Bradshaw steps that up and it, it becomes a lot better? I, I will add this too, though. I mean, and this, this isn't us coming at you. That That is a popular opinion, TJ. Um, I, I don't know how popular, right? Maybe 35% of the fan base. I think most of it is just because there hasn't been the NCAA tournament success with Oscar. So it's just time to move on. I, I, I don't know if it's necessarily just because he's bad at pick and roll defense. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, again, it's Josh, it's like you – Kentucky has beaten good teams with Oscar Sheboy. They've won big games with Oscar Sheboy. Unfortunately, we want more, but it just it. I'm not putting the NCAA tournament games where Oscar averaged 60 and 30 on him specifically. Oscar didn't shoot two of 19 or one of 11 in that Kansas State game. He was not the one that just totally kind of folded late against St. Peter's. The year before, Oscar wasn't the reason UK lost those tournament games. Not the sole reason. Now, maybe defensively, he didn't help in some regards, but he helped in so many other areas. You almost kind of wash your hands of it. And this is something I default back to. And at the end of the day, you do just need to win. So this this doesn't hold a ton of water. But what if they beat? What if they hit that last second shot against St. Peter's and they go on that run and? It, then it's totally different. Kansas State, that game came down to the final shots. In Kentucky, Chris Livingston's one went in and out and popped right out, and then Kansas State came down and hit a 24-footer, and that was it. Basketball is very fickle, and I don't think you make ginormous season decisions based on single possessions or two possessions late in games. You have to look at it as a whole sample size, and as much as last season at times was frustrating and just flat-out disappointing, Oscars won a lot of games. They were, again, poised to be a one seed before everybody got hurt the year before that. Get the right pieces around him, and it can be fine. He's always going to be a little bit of a liability defensively, but if you get the right pieces around him, you're talking about a historically good player from a number standpoint. You don't say no to that South End, Josh. Come on now. Um, I'm pulling it up right now because we, we do talk about just how bad he is in the pick-and-roll defense and all that sort of stuff. But he's averaged just shy of two steals per game throughout his Kentucky career, which typically are turning into layups on the other end. So, like, I I just think some people and – and I'm the same way too, right? Like, when Isaiah Briscoe would step on the baseline, you would just lose your freaking mind. When Severe Wheeler would jump to pass, 
I I've lost like there there goes my last remaining hairs right and so you we we as fans we get transfixed on these little things that you know oftentimes don't outweigh the good like in Briscoe's case like yes he did those he he stepped out of bounds too much and it was turnovers but he was doing other good things my problem with Wheeler is he didn't do enough good other things to outweigh the bad Oscar does enough good to outweigh his bad. And it is. You do have to weigh it sometimes in that regard. And the beautiful thing, South End, Josh, and I also wonder what part of the South End you're, you're texting us from, is, and this is going to be on Cal, I totally understand the people that are like, he's not going to do this, so it's not even worth it. I get where you all are coming from. But he's going to have to. If it's a bad matchup and they're just exposing Oscar, you, you've got other options now. You've got good other options. You could put Bradshaw mm-hmm. potentially at the five and then, Play maybe a little small ball with the four. Figure out what you're going to do there. You, Cal was talking about how he thinks Uganda is going to be one of the best bigs in college basketball this year. Then play him. If Oscar's getting exposed and getting beaten, put his butt on the bench and let the shot blocker go out there and see if that can kind of change the, the makeup of the game. You'll have options you didn't have last year. What were you going to do last year if Oscar wasn't playing well? Lance Ware? Damian Collins? I mean... Those am I, am I missing somebody? Top end at the five? No. <laughs> yeah, you weren't doing that. You weren't. What were you doing the year before that if Oscar was getting exposed defensively? Nothing. You you weren't playing Keon Brooks at the five, so you weren't do you you were putting Lance Ware in there, as Roush is saying. So he'll have to be more willing to switch things up if UK is just getting exposed defensively. However, there are going to be games, and we. Or this won't be the last time we say this, but there's going to be games where, hey, you know what, Oscar is getting exposed, but my goodness gracious, they can't stop UK on the other end. They can't stop them on the glass. They can't stop them from scoring. They can't. Yeah, they're scoring their fair amount of points. They'll get theirs. And then it could turn into a 2012 UK-IU Sweet 16 game where could UK stop IU that game? Not really, but they could stop them a little bit more than IU could stop UK. And UK won 102 to 90. So... Maybe a season like that. But Cal's going to have to be willing to change some things out. And that's all assuming Oscar does come back, which we talked about in hour one, is not official. We are not disagree. We think G-off's, Jeff's Geoff's report is off. Is Geoff, if you will. Not that we think that he's coming back. I think we all agree with that. If you, either one of you two disagree, feel free to, to, to say it. But we yeah, all the times have shifted for me. Yeah. That he, we do think he will be back. It's just it's not official yet. Correct. And we don't believe that the staff has heard. We do believe it's time for our last commercial break of the radio show, though. Yep. Um, time for us to fly, too. It time, is time for, for me us. to fly. It is. It is. Ralph, take us away, buddy. I believe in and known as right. And it's time for me to fly. 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 Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call. Hello? Hello? Anybody home? Man in me 
back one final segment, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. Okay. Day like today, you're going to be wanting to use your Big X Sports Radio golf cart. Oh, yeah. Perfect day. And there's going to be more nice days. So if you're thinking, like, well, I don't have it today, there's going to be more nice days. So when you get another one similar like today, you're going to want your Big X Sports Radio golf cart. So do not delay. Go ahead and get yours today. Supply is limited. There's only so many that we can agree with these courses to sell at this price. So there's only so many that we can sell. $25, under $25 around is what it will equal out to. You can play at Park Mammoth, Old Capital Golf Club, Elk Run, Valley View, Wooded View, Christmas Lake, and Santa Claus, Indiana. Under $25 around, call 812-725-1457, 812-725-1457, or go to BigXSportsRadio.com to learn more. These make for great gifts. Uh, they could be a great Father's Day gift. Father's Day is a little ways away, though. You may want to get the gift early for, for your pops or the pop in your life. Because then you can use the, the golf card on Father's Day to play. Great point. Great point. Yeah. And also it can be like, hey, here's your Father's Day gift. On Father's Day, I'd like to go down to Park Mammoth. It's one of the nicest courses in the entire state. Let's circle that on, usually it's like the 19th, 18th, 20th, somewhere, June 20th or something like that. Let's go ahead and get that scheduled. Let's get that planned out. We'll have our big exports radio golf card. It'll be a great trip. But I wanted to get you the, the card before then, and that way if you wanted to go out to Valley View or Wooded View, or beautiful, beautiful elk run. You can do that in the meantime. Great point, Roush. Great point. 812-725-1457 or go to BigXSportsRadio.com today. All the fancy folk got to play out Valhalla yesterday, Roush. Not us, of course. Yeah, we're not media. Mike Rutherford hadn't swung a golf club in three years, and he got to go out there and play Valhalla. What kind of crap is that? Yeah. Like, oh, gosh. It's crap. I could have broken the course record, I think. Yep. Oh, I you were feeling it yesterday. Mm-hmm. Yep, I do. Yeah. I, I will. Yeah. I, I do. I do think I'm going to get a, a little top golf in tonight. I haven't been yet. So whoa, what's the yeah. occasion? Um, my dad's uh, best friends in town. They're they're having a golf trip this weekend, so he came up early, um, hanging out, doing that sort of stuff. They're going to Keeneland today, and then top golf. Uh, I don't know if the old guys though. I don't know how wow. they're going to get into both. Uh, so, so old Clyde's in town, huh? Huh? Is his name oh. Clyde? No, Pete. Hmm. Pete was Close enough, choice. though. Pete was my third choice. Well, that's fun. You'll love it, buddy. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited. It is. It's a good time. Uh, Big X Sports Radio golf card's a good time as well. The Thornton's text line, maybe the best time. Texter says, wow, Nick and TJ hate UFC. Huge Bud Light guys. <laughs> <laughs> Gooch has never given up on his splatty platties. That much I know. Oh, yeah. Salt Lake Brian here. Back to the NBA and time zone talk. I do appreciate sometimes having something worth watching after 8 p.m. But Salt Lake City Brian, uh, well, that's that's a good point. And I've thought about that as well. But, like, that's when I would watch my catch-up on my HBO shows. That's when I catch up on Netflix, Apple Mm -hmm. TV. That's when I'd read a good book. There's a lot of good good shows to catch up on streaming now, too. Like, we – just started Ted Lasso because we want to be able to hit multiple at once. Um, I mean, Mandalorian, I haven't started that. Like, there's there's so much out there right now to be able to play catch up with. And you get that opportunity, Salt Lake Brian. Meanwhile, we're over here grinding the tape, watching the sports, getting ready for this show, doing our jobs. We're working all night, and you just get to live in leisure land in Salt Lake. Jerk. Texture says, just now listening to the podcast, how in the world could anyone not want Oscar back? Oh, 
This texture in South End, Josh, need to have a heart-to-heart. This is the most stupid idea that I've ever heard. Connecticut won a national championship with a seven-foot stiff and a power forward built just like Oscar. It's not about the player. It's about the system they run. Just blows my mind. Wow. And, and like, I do think UConn's bigs were better defensively than Oscar. Oscar just, he, it's it's multi-part bad. It's not just that, like, his footing is a little slow, but his reactions are a little slow. It's, and I, I I mean this in the kindest way, of course. I like Oscar, got nothing against him. He's the best rebounder in UK basketball history. But defensively, he just, he reacts slow, which hurts him even more than if he just would probably stay still and like, you know, try to defend. But sometimes he'll overreach, he'll overpursue, he'll get out of place, he'll be trying to pick off a pass, and he gambles, and it makes him an even worse defender, unfortunately, for Kentucky. So part of it is just like he's a little – his feet are a little slow on that end, which is weird because he's pretty athletic on the offensive end. And then his just reactions are either misguided or slow on on the defensive end. He'll either try to just make kind of a silly gamble and it'll cost him and the team, or he'll just be out of place because he's, he's not sure where to be. I'm not sure exactly which one it is. I think it's probably a little bit of both. But, yes, you bring him back for all the same reasons Roush said with the rebounding. And the, the, the good outweighs the bad with Oscar Sheboy. And I don't think it's debatable either, Texter, for what it's worth. Right, right. And, I mean, especially when it comes to the style, um, adding good players helps improve the style. And Kentucky has much better players, seemingly has much better players this year than they did in 2022-2023. I agree. Uh, you hope so, at least. We'll see. Pop those spl- splatty platty scoots. The Hoosiers took down the cards tonight. Some are asking, is Dan McDonald on the hot seat? And the Batcats keep rolling in the non-conference. Keep this momentum going, and let's sweep those weirdos from Aggieland this weekend. Go Cats. Huge series against Texas a- A&M this weekend. We'll talk more about that Thursday and probably more likely on Friday. But it's a big one for the Cats. They really need 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 to win that series a sweep would be spectacular but at least a, a series win against a&m at home you got to take care at home at kpp not only indiana baseball beating louisville but my tampa bay lightning beat the maple leafs last night that was completely unexpected so yeah i was popping all the splatties i love going to hockey games in person i totally get why people love playoff hockey i get why people just like hockey in general as a sport it, it i can't do it it just I don't have like enough not to pull all, go all scoots. I just don't have enough TV time to be you, able to make it work. I'll flip you know, on maybe like the bandwidth is only so mm-hmm. you can only consume so much. Whereas you are watching a little bit more baseball. I'll, I'll do playoff hockey over baseball. Understandable. I playoff hockey. I get it. And like again, if there's a game in overtime and everybody's tweeting about it, I'll go flip it on, watch it. I can't. I don't get into it as much. Going to those games, it's one of the best live sporting events I, I think that are that are out there. And I don't really give a snot about hockey. I do love the fact that no team from Canada has won the Stanley Cup in so long. However That's many great. years it is, yeah. I forget what it is. Yeah. That is my favorite NHL thing that I keep up with. So if there is one thing I look at when I'm on the ESPN app or I'm looking at scores or whatever, it's like, did the Canadian teams lose? They did, yes. So go Lightning, Scoots. Way to go, buddy. Proud Woo-hoo. of you. Um, man, we did have some big breaking news overnight, or this morning actually. Uh, for our Cincinnati Bengals friends, it's finally skyline time at Don't Call Me Paul Brown Stadium. They have replaced Gold Star, and now Skyline is the official chili of the Cincinnati Bengals. And 
uh, frankly, all is right in the world. I can't. But kind of wild that you could get Skyline at Kroger Field, but you couldn't at at the Bengals game. Kind of wild oh that you want to get Skyline chili. Stuff's disgusting. Retweet Scooter Dingus. Yes, yeah, so gross. This may be the Billy Goat curse for the Cincinnati Bengals. If the Bengals don't have a lot of like big time success with this beautiful roster that they have put together, we will know the reason why. Yeah, I mean, I'm. We've had this. It comes up often. I just, I'm indifferent about Skyline, but people who love it, they love it, and that it it just didn't make sense to me that Skyline was not at that stadium. Right? I do agree. I agree with that. I just, it's still not good though. That's still fine. Fine, fine with me. You, you know, know whatever. Good chili. Get Kern's chili at, at Paul Brown Stadium. Just have like one little person putting in all the chili, yeah. and then boom. That would be good chili. Indiana uh, Tim here. The Indiana I can just imagine them in a hot dog stain looking thing with just one scoop that hasn't been cleaned in months. Yeah, what's the what's the guy in Parks and Rec? The suit like soup Larry or something? <laughs> or stew stew stew, uh, stew stews or something like that? Yeah, stews stews stews. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and anyway. Sue salads. Nobody Sue likes salad. your salads, Sue. Mm-hmm. Uh, Indiana Tim, he did not. He said the Indiana takes from TJ are hilarious. Suck it, TJ. I said Indiana was nice. There's pretty parts. I just said it's flat. Indiana Tim, don't be. What, what's wrong with that? And the Scooch Bray is okay. Paoli Peaks. You have a hill. He's a hater, Tim. He's a hater. No, there is nobody in the country outside of Indiana and Kentucky that would visit both states and say, you know what? Indiana's prettier. That's just factually true. Yeah, yeah, you can't. They would have to not have a brain to be able to say that. So, although have you have you seen Indiana drivers lately, Rush? No. They may not have brains. I can Just confirm. I can mean, confirm. Everywhere, so. No, can confirm. They're mad everywhere. Yeah, I mean, Scoots has been in like seven wrecks, and they're all his fault. So, <laughs> including a scooter accident. <laughs> I read last night that Deuce Hogan was one of the three stars of the unreleased fourth season of QB1. The yeah. other two were Bryce Young and Anthony Richardson. Deuce had huge offers and was a big-time recruit in Texas. Guess the question is for Roush, but why isn't he gaining more traction in Kentucky? Figured he'd be a clear-cut backup by now. Is it mental, physical, a little bit of both? Sorry for a long text. It was not a long text. My first question is, why wasn't that season released? That, that's the part i got to get to the bottom of. I just saw Jim Weber tweet out a screen cap of some Yahoo article, so I'm going to have to investigate once the show's over. Because it is funny that that would be the second QB1 quarterback to play at UK, and neither just really amounted to anything. Because the other was Nick Scalzo. Uh, part of Deuce's... The, the the reason he had so much notoriety is because he played as a freshman for a state championship team in Texas. Um, kid got hurt. He came in and played well. And he has the height. He has the stats. But I I, I just don't I, – I, I can't pinpoint what exactly is off, but I feel like there's a little bit of hope and pray whenever he throws it, if that makes sense. So I, I do I, – I would say it is a, a physical – like he's just not a very accurate thrower. Um, he's he's a taller guy with a big arm, and he played Texas high school football for his dad. So I think that's why he got the notoriety, but the accuracy just hasn't really ever been there. Um, 
So, yeah. I think what happened was when Kirk Ferentz said he was the worst quarterback he had ever seen, and it was laughable to suggest he'd ever take a snap for the Hawkeyes, I think that really ruined his morale. Yeah, yeah, and that wasn't a verbatim quote, but it was awfully close. Yeah, it's hard to, hard to recover from that, right? It was not verbatim. You're right about that. But he did rip the kid, like, just un, like out of nowhere. Yeah, just, like, it was yeah, like, you had you considered playing Deuce? And he's like, if <laughs> if we're playing Deuce, we got bigger problems. Which, to say, I mean, oh, yeah, man. he basically just went where quarterbacks go to die, to, to play for oh. Brian Ferentz, so... And then he got made fun of, basically. Like, poor guy. Poor guy. Well, just get your degree. Probably get into coaching, I'm sure. And uh, just keep working hard. A texter says, Louisville Country Club is perfect for the Thunder Air Show. I was actually going to say that. And then I was like, well, I'm not getting on the Louisville Country Club. But if anybody's a member out there and they're listening to that show, I haven't played there since, like, 2009. I'd love to go back. And it's a beautiful course. It's the, probably the most exclusive course in the entire city. It's I didn't amazing. know it existed. I didn't know we had just a Louisville country. It's club. so hidden. It's like in the hills over off like not Zorn Avenue, but what's it that says uh, Mockingbird Valley. Mockingbird so yeah, Valley. kind of that neck of the woods. Yeah, it's um, it's awesome. It's a re- it's it's a really really beautiful course. And I bet like Seneca and Big Springs. I bet you know some play some of those planes come into Bowman Field. So those may, might not be the worst spots in the world either. Just a shame the weather is going to stink this weekend. Yeah. John here. Good morning, as always. Here's something crazy. I had someone tell me yesterday. They said if you leave food or a small shiny gift for a cow, then they or for a crow, the crow will bring it back, uh, bring you back a gift. I will also find some other stories about this online, saying it does happen. What do you think? We'll got to go talk to you later. Yes, John. Training crows is a big thing. Some people do it to make money, where you'll train them to pick up shiny objects, and they'll come bring you like quarters and nickels and pennies. And some people end up making like decent money off of it. But yes, you can train crows to be, bring you gifts. That you can also train true. ravens to send messages to Winterfell uh, to King's Landing. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty dark, pretty incredible. Dark wings, dark words. Rosh, yeah. I have a wife teaching too. Is the phrase her kids overuse? Is I got the riz by chance? Um, no, I think it was. Um, yeah, but I pulled chicks. Mm, but it's yeah. not the riz. But it's like it's not the riz or yeah. the boss. Yeah, um, Anthony Rizzo. <laughs> Texter says, Jim Bean is in Frankfurt, and if this text line knows anything, it knows nothing good comes out of Frankfurt. Oh, it's the Frankfurt not... haters still there. I love the good Frankfurt hating. It's, it's not in Frankfurt, though. It's in Claremont, Kentucky. <laughs> right off I-65. So I don't, I don't know. What one I mean, is in Frankfurt? Uh, Buffalo, Buffalo Trace? Is that technically Frankfurt? Uh, maybe. And I think Wild Turkey is not far from – like, but I think they're more Lawrenceburg than they are. Uh, I'm not a – I'm not a huge bourbon guy, but I, I I have been to a couple of them, and they're beautiful. Buffalo Trace especially. See, Buffalo Trace is the one I, I really want to get to. Oh, it's awesome. I loved it. And I bought some shampoo from there. Uh, or body wash. A texter says, oh, this is from Robert. Hey, Robert. This is TJ's flu game. Hang in there, pal. I am, like, naively hoping that I actually don't. And I'm just, like, I'm I'm being paranoid that, like, I've got a little bit of an itchy eye. I'm overthinking the whole thing. But I am fairly certain i'm going to the bone zone robert so thank you for your thoughts could you guys dedicate a segment entirely to scoots explaining his upbringing iguanas tobacco farms trailer parks dandelions winning the lottery i catch bits and pieces of his life and it's absolutely fascinating there is nobody more interesting in radio than justin kalen aka scooter dingus <laughs> uh, absolutely i'd love I, we do it basically like we don't tell scoots we're doing it but we do do it basically yeah we're, try, we're trying to rush through the oh man we're not gonna be able to finish this today. nope mm. Mook got in one about the NFL draft. We'll get to that tomorrow. 
Would the transy women's basketball team beat the Kentucky women's team? No, Ooh. but it'd probably be closer than it should be. Yeah, that's Somebody true. says free Brittany Grider. Not sure who that is. If you all make an all-star team, current IU NBA players, do they win the G League championship? I think they've got a good shot if the ball bounces the right way. That's a hilarious text. Scoots? Um, we don't have enough players to make a team, first of all. We got Ballard here. I think we got yeah, six please. guys in the league. Scoots, I had no idea you used to do manual labor work on the farm. Question for Scoots, how many of your current friends would make it a 12-hour day in the shipping room or housing tobacco? Mine's very low. Nothing against that. I'm glad people don't have to do that kind of stuff anymore. I don't miss it. It's just kind of crazy how things have changed in the last 10 or 15 years. I have Scoots, maybe... we make it 12 hours. Maybe one friend that would make it 12 hours. <laughs> maybe one. You can, you can say my name. No, no, I don't think you would make it. What? I, I just don't. It's it's hot. It's it stinks. It's no fun. I just Enough don't think you. I don't. Though. I don't know that I would make it. <laughs> All right, we're out of time. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big Export Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Rouse, Justin Kalen. We'll get to the other text tomorrow, including yours, Mook, and uh, all the other ones from the podcast listeners. Thanks, everybody. Have a great Wednesday. This is KRC on the Big X. TJ Walker, Nick Rouse, and Justin Kalen. Give me some more. Smack that till you get so. Smack that. Oh.